my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. better now awesome we're over at at taryn's place today and this is the latest i think we've ever done an episode it is it is 10 o'clock at night oh that's my bedtime Uh, yeah it's not mine (laughs) that's okay um sorry we haven't released an episode in a long time i blame the coronavirus i agree with that statement it's been crazy yes i 110 percent agree with that but it sounds like your work has gotten a little easier. Yes and no. Just different. Well, let's just say that if I got a dime for every time I got yelled at <laughs> by visitors uh, and staff members, I would have made an extra $200 over a weekend, like Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Nice. Wouldn't that be great, though? <laughs> it would be fantastic. But you know what? Like, I'm I'm really good at being a, someone's bouncing board, like, them screaming at me. Like, I'm really good at dealing with other people's anger. Mm-hmm. But after five days straight, yeah, no. I was feeling it. So my husband, actually, he gave me my running shoes and told me to go for a run. And then this afternoon, he made me an alcoholic beverage. And I'm on round two, so I'm feeling pretty good. Sweet. I'm also drinking. So this is our first episode, I think, of both of us drinking. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Crunch away. <laughs> <laughs> We we have a, this is hilarious, if you could see us right now. <laughs> We're sitting in her loft, where we don't normally do this, so everything is is moved around and janky, drinking alcohol while eating out of a veggie tray, because <laughs> I saw it downstairs and it looked delicious. Well, I was able to make it to Walmart this morning. Yeah. And I went like nine o'clock in the morning, because, you know, it was my day off, it was my husband's day off, he's like, I'll stay home with the kids, go get a couple extra things. Like, we're, we're, we're really good off with the amount of food and stuff that we have at our house. So if we really, truly need to hunker down, we could. Mm-hmm. But my husband and I both have essential jobs, so that's not going to happen. But at the same time, like, there's absolutely no reason for us to go to the store or anything. Like, especially now. Yeah. Well, when I was going to the grocery store, they just got done restocking all the vegetables. And there was this beautiful tray of vegetables. I'm like, it's been a minute since I've had fresh carrots. This looks fantastic. And so I bought it, and I brought it inside, and my four-year-old's like, oh, mommy, I want the veggies. Yes. So, of course, I had to open them. Like, who's going to – who? what parent in their right mind is going to tell their four-year-old they can't have vegetables? That's true. I would never do that. Um, so this never even made it to my refrigerator. And it is delicious, and I thank you for it. Although, yeah, he did tell me I wasn't allowed to have any. Just next time, just tell him that you're going to eat the broccoli, because it's the only thing he won't eat. Well, that's all I wanted anyways. I love the broccoli. <laughs> so the only time I can get him to eat broccoli is if it's steamed drizzle and cheese. Oh, and I know that funny. takes out, like, the points of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only way I can get him to eat broccoli is if it's, like, drizzled. And I mean, like, drizzled and cheese. Well, I mean, they kind of cancel each other out. So what's the harm? <laughs> I guess it's, oh, the other time, like, cauliflower? Oh, I can yeah. eat cauliflower by making it into mashed potatoes. Oh no, I've done it and it's disgusting to me. You got to do it a certain way. Like you got to ha- you got to put, and this probably cancels out it because I put so much butter and garlic and salt and pepper. Yeah, in it. it probably definitely cancels it out. <laughs> but it makes it edible. <laughs> I-, I tried it once and I was not a fan. Well, you gave me the ones that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. I put some butter, salt, pepper, and garlic in it. Yeah, not an issue. Okay, but I also like cauliflower like on its own. I love cauliflower on its own. But not in mashed form, I guess. I just didn't like that. Makes sense. Blech. So you guys aren't going to hear my baby in this episode. No, the reason we're doing sleeping. Yeah, the reason we're doing it so late is you know because we waited till he went to bed, and he did not want to go to bed. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> but five little monkeys sure did put him to sleep. <laughs> yes, can't tell you how many times I sing that dance. I'm going to pause this just really quick because I just thought of something that I want you to do for me. So hold on. Okay, now we're back. And we're back. <laughs> you caught me mid-drink. Good. I apologize. Ha ha. I got it first. 
I got the original one, so meh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, well, now that that's taken care of, um, you told me last time that the hospital seems pretty um, slow. Like, there's, because there's not supposed to be any visitors or anything. Slow is an understatement. Oh. Um, so it's a zero visitor policy right now at the hospital. I mean, there are a few exceptions. So end of life scenarios. If a patient dies, um, obviously a lot of people come in to visit with the deceased. Minors. Okay. Uh, women having children, like in the family birthing. Oh, okay. NICU babies and kids and peds. Okay. So the, those are the ones that are allowed to have visitors. Everyone else is like absolutely... Zero visitors. No visitors. That's kind of sad so, for them, though. They actually have place and security stationed at all the main entrances that are still open. All the non-essential entrances closed, like Ugh. locked tight. Ugh. So you literally are met by a place or security officer when you step in the door. No, with my company, it's just, um, you know, we fix factory machinery. So obviously, people in the food industry have milling machines or lathes or grinders that they need to... They need to operate in order to get the food out. And medical supplies also uses those kind of machines in order to make their medical supplies. So they need someone to maybe fix their machines when they go down. So that's why we're essential. Which is annoying. Well, I think you're very essential. Well, thank you. I'm, you know, I know I'm essential, but. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, Taryn. Anytime. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road. I'm going to give you a weird fact. And I looked up weird facts on zombies. So we're I, doing round two of zombies. Round two of zombies. Yes. We're going to be talking about other type of zombies that are found in other cultures around the world. Exciting. Yeah. It's kind of funny that we're talking about zombies. <laughs> Just right? for the fact that normally, like in all the zombie movies... So some kind of pandemic that's happening around the world that it starts with people getting sick and Mm -hmm. they turn into zombies. So the fact that we're talking about zombies and you didn't even plan it around the pandemic. I sure didn't. It just sort of happened. Is I find that hilarious. It is quite a kawinky dink. (laughs) My husband actually made me watch um, Shaun of the Dead. I love that movie. I've never seen it before. It's hilarious. So, and I just kind of started giggling because of all the stuff that's going on. I'm like, and after this, I'm going to go for a run. All right. I think everyone should watch at least one zombie movie per week while we are on this whole don't go anywhere thing for the pandemic. You know, it's funny. So this is called social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently my lifestyle is called social distancing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I guess the way my friend described it over Facebook is like, I feel fine. And you feel fine. Yeah. But if you were to get the disease, it takes 14 days to... But it's one of those things. Like, so the spread, the way the spread works is I may have it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I do. And if I do, I'll let you guys know. But I may have it. Now you and I are hanging out. Now yeah. you have it. Sure. Now your family has it. Now your daughter goes to play with her daughter. Now her family has it. And it just spreads, which is why they're saying, stay home. Can we just call this um, natural selection? Well, you know what I find really funny? <laughs> what? I don't mean that. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. Well, so um, people are being forced to stay home. Yeah. With their spouses or loved ones or whatever. Yeah. I have a feeling that in December and January, there's going to be a high influx of babies. Uh, I've seen that on Facebook. <laughs> but and they, it makes sense. Well, the only reason why I know they're um, going to be December babies, mm-hmm. four years ago, in March, I got pregnant with my oldest oh. due to my husband's 30th birthday. Oh, and his birthday's in December. My oldest's birthday is in December, yes. Yes. So we're going to have a whole bunch of December, January babies coming up. And then, you know, like, I think what they should call it is the, uh, you know, how like we have Generation X and Generation Y and baby boomers and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. they should be the quarantines the quarantines (laughs) i also saw i saw someone say they should be called the coronials oh that's funny that's funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right i'm gonna tell you my weird fact i actually have two of them they don't coincide maybe i should save the one for next week just go for it why not all right october 8th 
is celebrated as World Zombie Day. So on October 8th, we can walk around as zombies. This pandemic came at the wrong time. <laughs> yes, it did. It should have came in around. Well, no, I don't want it to come in October because I love Halloween and everyone would have to stay inside. That's no fun. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so that's okay. And my second one. If there ever was a zombie apocalypse, can you guess what the safest place would be for one of those to happen? My house? No. <laughs> um, a continent. What continent would be the safest? I personally would love to say the United States because of how many gun owners there are <laughs> and how many people actually have ammo and all those like, uh, you know what I mean? Mm. Sure. Compar- cons- conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yes, that's the word. Conspiracy. Consp- <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy nuts. Too many, too many drinks. <laughs> so there's a lot of those that are or the preppers mm-hmm. and have like so many rounds and yes. so much food stocked up. And so I feel like there's a, a good chunk of people in the United States sure. that are ready. But do you know how many of those people are idiots? Probably about 90% of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, if, if you guys are unaware, like Indiana is in a, like a no the shutdown we're like we're like supposed to be staying home if you're oh, not essential workers yeah the um what's it called gosh we should not have been drinking for this lockdown it's not a lockdown, it's not a lockdown. stay it's home a- order there we go that's what it is <laughs> the stay home order oh. wow hmm. no the safest place if there was a zombie apocalypse australia all right i can see that just because the middle of the whole continent is just straight up desert. So there's a lot of land for zombies to roam around. Because everyone who lives there really lives along the edges. Yeah. So. I think that if I lived in Hawaii and there was a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. I'd make a whole bunch of noise to get them to follow you. Sure. Right? And they go up to the volcano. Right into a volcano. And huh? like send them into the volcano. <laughs> like, well, not done. Right into there. All right. Well, those were my zombie weird facts, so. I love the weird facts. I do, too. They're some of my favorites. Alrighty, so onward to our subject of today, our different zombies in different parts of the world. So people were making their really own bidets. Nice. I saw that. It, would, they, it was the hillbilly bidet. Yeah. <laughs> they put like a hose or something well, hooked up so to it. There's these things that you can hook up to your shower that you can bring down like when you're like sh- like washing your baby or when I, as a kid I used to use to wash my dogs. Yeah. They're using that as their homemade b- b- bidet. That's right. I have a real bidet. <laughs> and it's quite unsettling to get used to. I, I've mean, never water used water getting one. shot on my ass, so it's <laughs> it's essentially what it is, and it's not warm water; it's cold, freezing ass water. Why would you do that to yourself? No, okay. They had some that you could hook up to make it warmer water, but I wasn't gonna be paying a hundred bucks for that. I wanted to get that thirty dollar cheap one, <laughs> so that one doesn't have temperature control. But it's not so bad because your ass gets numb. So I still don't know why you would do that to yourself. <laughs> Come on, woman. It helps. It honestly does. Like if you have, if you have an especially do we need to like sticky poop? Sticky poops. Sticky poops. People. It helps with sticky poops. It does. It helps. <laughs> you know they do have flushable wipes for that, and we have those as well. <laughs> Just in if case. you have sticky poops, go to Heather's house. No, just go buy your own bidet. You can't buy them right now, but when this is all over, you can because just, those are sold out. Just make your hillbilly bidets. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, this is just the worst. We're already 20 minutes in, oh, and we haven't even started oh talking goodness. about okay, our subject. Well, well, let's stop talking about toilet paper and get into our uh, and bidets and get into oh, our thing. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but all this is gold. I can't help it. Are you going to keep it in there? I might. You should. <laughs> Half zombies, half the day talk. (laughs) All right, now we're getting into the zombie stuff. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Okay, we're going to talk about my favorite type of zombie, Scandinavian zombies. I'm partial to the Scandinavian zombies because I myself am part Scandinavian. I was about to ask you that if you are part Scandinavian. I am. I am Norwegian and Swedish. In fact, my looks very much... 
come from that part. You say that, but you have neon green hair right now. <sighs> okay, well, if I didn't do that, <laughs> I was born, I'm blonde-haired, blue-eyed, very fair-skinned, short and stout. Oh, I'm not short and stout. No, I'm short. I got everything else. Short and stout. That's very Scandinavian. Gotcha. So, so hey guys. I know we're going to get back into this, but did you ever cover like an Irish zombie? Um, no. No, I did not. Darn, because I'm, I'm Irish. I'm a bit Irish, too. I'm about, I'm a melting pot. We'll talk about anyway. that later. Okay, the Scandinavian zombie. This is what happens when we drink. <laughs> is, is called a, oh gosh, how did I pronounce this last time? Hoobabaloo. Drog, Dragor, Droger. I was totally off. Droger. They're called Drogers. <laughs> Joker literally means again walker. Again walker. <laughs> That's what it means in English. Again walker. It is an undead creature from Norse mythology. Uh, Droger possesses superhuman strength, can increase their size at will, so they can get big whenever they want, or they can get super skinny. So your fences... Would not block a droger. It would not. It could definitely get through. Can they make him short and tall? Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. So it's like Ant-Man. Yes, he could. Maybe. Possibly. You've not seen Ant-Man? Oh, I love Ant- Yes. Okay. I've seen Ant-Man. It's one of my favorites because Paul Reddit's hilarious. Anyways. Um, They are super stinky. They obviously smell like death. The appearance, the appearance of a droger is that of a dead body, swollen, blackened, and generally very hideous to look at. They exist mainly to guard treasure, wreak havoc on living beings, or to torment those who wronged them in life. See, that would probably be me if I became a droger. I would go after people that just that drove me crazy. You? Well, see, no one's wronged me. I've had a few people that have wronged me. Well, I guess I've had two. They're all both ex-boyfriends. Yeah, I'd go after them. But I think I would just, like, go after those people that drove me crazy. Well, they've they, they've wronged you in a certain way. By making me go crazy? Exactly. All right. <laughs> or you could just do it because they're still alive and you're not. There you go. <laughs> well, Heather, if I die before you, I'm going to haunt the crap out of you. Don't do that. You always want experiences. That's true. I'll give you some experiences. Do it for a little bit, but be nice. Don't scare me. You take all the fun out of it. I know. (laughs) Drogers are also noted for their ability to rise from the grave as wisps of smoke because they can swim through solid rock because they're smoke. And then they can turn into. So they're magical. They're dead bodies. Yes, they are very magical. They slay their victims in many a different ways. One method is crushing them with their very enlarged forms because, you know, they can make themselves huge. They will eat people, sometimes devouring them whole. And, you know, if they're super big, why not? They can indirectly kill them by driving them crazy. They can also drive not just people crazy, but animals crazy as well. And they can cause those animals to attack people. Poor animals. Yeah, poor people being attacked by animals because of a stupid droger. They are noted for having a lot of different magical abilities as well. So they are pretty magic. They kind of resemble those of witches. They can shapeshift, they can control the weather, and even possibly see into the future. They can change into, like, a seal, or a bull, or a horse. That's just weird. It is a little weird. But I feel like that, like, wouldn't it be categories as a zombie... But the fact that they can turn into other things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that'd be more like an undead shapeshifter, which needs its own name. But well, I feel It's like, called a droger. <laughs> I know, but, I, like, whenever I think of zombie, I think, like, it's an undead person mm-hmm. that goes after, like, people wanting to eat brains or whatever. Sure. The brain one is, like, the most common one because mm-hmm. of all the video games and the TV shows and whatnot. But I feel like if they can shapeshift, they're not a zombie. Well, this is also in North mythology, so this type of zombie... Has been around a lot longer than what our current, you know, our current vision of what a zombie is. So this is more original. Oh, that's where you're coming from. But zombies can't shapeshift. <laughs> Jokers can. 
Oh, they can have the ability to enter the dreams of the living. They will sometimes leave behind a gift so that the living person can be assured that the visit that they saw in the dream was actually real. Hmm. Even though it might appear that it, it to be vulnerable, it the Droger could be vulnerable to sunlight. But we're not there. No one's actually sure if the Droger is vulnerable to sunlight because they're normally just out during the night. Hmm. So no they one really knows. They probably are. Who knows? But I guess. Drogers can also kill people with bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. That'd be my luck. I'd probably fall down the stairs and break my neck. Probably. And it's all because the Droger was like, bad luck on you. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm already clumsy anyway. <laughs> That'd just be my luck. Hmm. And, unfortunately, Droger are immune to weapons. To most weapons. Only a hero has the strength and courage needed to stand up to a Droger, according to legends. So anybody willing to stand up to him is considered a hero? Yes. Okay, so you have to stand up to be a hero to kill them. Yeah. If you're fearing for your life, you stand up for yourself to kill them. Kill them. Does that work? Or do you have to be protecting somebody else? A hero, I think, is more of, like, protecting others rather than yourself. Gotcha. So you're putting yourself in harm's way. You might even die, but you're doing it to save everyone else. I think that's what makes a hero. Gotcha. I mean, that's pretty much the basis of every superhero movie ever. True. Just want to clarify the definition. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Yeah. The hero would have to wrestle the Droger back to his grave. Therefore, defeating him. Since weapons obviously do no good. It'd be really frustrating if the Droger is attacking you and your family like 25 miles away from his grave. Ugh, that, that would be very suck. frustrating. Oh, wow. What if, a, what if a Droger attacks you mm-hmm. and you, you know, you're willing to be that hero to stand up against the Droger versus your family? Mm-hmm. You don't know who it is. So even if the grave was hypothetically in your neighbor's backyard. Mm-hmm. You know who they are. That is true. You wouldn't. You I know there's you're poking off a lot of holes here, Taryn. I it's don't know my what to job. <laughs> it's my job to poke holes in your stories. I know. Now, iron can injure a droger, but not enough to completely defeat him, since obviously weapons are no good. Okay, so you make a wood chipper made out of iron blades. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. But it still wouldn't completely kill him because jogers can shapeshift so even if you probably cut him up a lot he could probably still shape himself back together but it would give you enough time to find out where his grave is that's true it might do that we learned that from sam and dean winchester Mm, yes that's a good lesson to learn yes (laughs) (laughs) from them all right there are a couple of unconventional ways that heroes can get rid of them preferred method is to cut off the jogger's head Burn the body and then dump the ashes into the sea. That, that only way. works if you're near a sea. The, oh, s- the pond in the back. There's worse things back there. I mean, <laughs> you said sea, so I'm thinking, you know, the seven seas. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not our pond in our backyards. Well, this was also Norse mythology, therefore... They're, they're near they're, a sea. They're pretty that makes close sense. to the sea. Yeah. Motivation for the Droger, primarily jealousy and greed. So greed causes it to viciously attack any would-be grave robbers. But the Droger also has jealousy of the living, stemming from longing for things which it once had. They also have an immense appetite. So they're always very hungry. Just like a a A normal zombie. Yes. Main indication that a deceased person will become a Droger is that the corpse is not in a horizontal position, but is found in an upright or sitting position and, you know, indicating that the dead might return. But any mean, nasty, or greedy person can become a droger. So good. And you're good. I mean... For the most part. I am a... Okay, now I'll be... I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be all right. I'm a little greedy, but not like a lot. I mean, there's a difference between like greedy with your time mm-hmm. and then greedy with everything. Okay. I'm you're, not greedy You're not... I don't, I don't... I don't deem you a greedy person Aww, we would not be friends if you were a greedy person thanks that's not true you're friends with everybody i am not friends with everybody i might be nice to everybody and i can have a cordial conversation with anybody 
but only certain people are allowed in my house and only certain people are allowed to know intimate details about my life. Mm. Um, there's people that I will talk to and they think we're friends, but we are not. Oh, don't tell those people. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Now not, not you guys. Which one it's, of you is it? <laughs> let's just say if you've been in my house... And we're friends, and I send you random text messages sometimes that sometimes don't make any sense. Yeah. We are probably close friends. That happens a lot. We were probably close friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I really enjoy getting those texts throughout my work day sometimes. <laughs> I'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> All right. Just because sometimes I need to remember something. I'm like, crap, who can I send? Who can I text that won't forget about this? And that I don't mind. So that that's just funny. <laughs> All right, so that is our Scandinavian zombie. So let's move on to Asia. Hmm. Asia has lots of them. Do they have hoppers? They do have hoppers. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go with the Chinese zombie called a... I don't have it written down and phonetically, so we're going to go with a Zhangxi. Zhangxi? Jiangxi. Girl, you're asking the wrong person. I'm I'm the one that makes you pronounce anything that's not English. <laughs> it's not. I'm gonna go with Jiangxi. That's what All it right. looks like. J I A N G S H I. Jiangxi. Okay. I really want people to write in to let me know how in the world I'm doing with pronouncing things. <laughs> well, Heather, I think you're doing fantastic. Oh, thank you. I don't know if the rest of the world thinks so, but. I like to think so. They probably giggle at us. Probably. <laughs> well, this is known as the Chinese hopping zombie. It is a type of obviously re reanimated corpse in Chinese legend and folklore. It is typically seen as a stiff corpse dressed in the official garments from the Qing dynasty. Kind of how you look at me for reassurance. I know. I'm like, I don't know. My kids do that to me too. I guess they get it from me. <laughs> it moves around by hopping with its arms outstretched. It forward or sideways? Because I feel like forward would be more effective because you're thinner. It's probably forward. But then like sideways would be kind of funny. That's the way I'm picturing it is their arms are out forward. Like the typical zombie like. Argh. Yes. That's why. I'm just saying it's like, would it be comical if they had like one <laughs> side and one forward? <laughs> like how would you get through doors? I feel doors? like that would keep their balance more. Yes. But how would you get through a door? You wouldn't. See, then you're safe as long as you stay inside. <laughs> a Jingxi kills living creatures to absorb their life force usually at night because while in the day it rests in either a coffin or it hides in dark places such as caves so are they allergic to the light possibly Would because light some people also call them vampires but but they look like corpses so that's why i think they're more like zombies hmm. so i don't know do we ever cover the like the exact definition of a zombie i thought i wrote that I think we did the last, the last zombie episode. Okay. I'm pretty sure I read out what a, the definition of zombie was. Okay. But I can double check. I still have my notes. No, you're fine. Yeah, now we're going to we, do it. Well, we just keep talking about like these different styles of zombies and like one is a shapeshifter and the other one is more like a vampire. Like what's the exact definition I know. Of it's a been zombie? a really long time since our last episode, yes. but I did. That was our, actually the very first thing. That I did was read that. Okay. All right. Generally, a Jingxi's appearance can range from unremarkable, such as in they were a very recently deceased person, so they look pretty much the same. Or it can be super horrrifying, like, you know, rotting flesh, rigor mortis. It's probably where their arms are stuck. Yeah, different states of decay. Absolutely. That's probably exactly it. They're well, stuck because of rigor mortis. I feel like zombies would have, like, especially way back when, because mm -hmm. they used to pose and i'm not just saying like the asian culture just like cultures in general including the ones in the united states used to pose with the dead for that one final family photo mm, yeah maybe like so sometimes when a body dies they still like fart and make gassy noises <laughs> and yeah. some of them do release like body like body fluids yeah so i feel like the whole zombie lore started with 
you know, them taking a picture with their their dead and then poof, that it moves from Ring of Mortis or whatnot. No, I don't think that's where it started. No, I don't think that's where it started because obviously we're reading a whole bunch of different zombie lore mm-hmm. and that happened mm-hmm. much, not as far back. I just think it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> I like that. We were right. Jing Shi are so stiff from Riga Mortis that they cannot bend their limbs and body. So it has to move around by hopping while keeping its arms outstretched for mobility. That is hilarious. Normally, by the looks, it has a greenish white skin. A lot of times they think it's that way because there possibly is a fungus or mold growing on them. Because, you know, they're dead. Ew, that's gross. Apparently it happens. And they also have long white hair and may behave much like animals. Like I mean, you. I guess whenever you die, like, in the lores of where you you die and you come back, you have that animal instinct. Yeah. So I could see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Some ways to get rid of a zhengxi, and I don't know where these came from. This is just from legend of different things. I don't know why it would get rid of them on some of them, but let's go through some of them. First one, mirrors, because mirrors... Trap the soul. <laughs> well, Jingxi are said to be terrified of their own reflections. It's because they're dead. That's creepy looking. It is creepy looking. I wouldn't want to see that either. But according to this, a mirror is the essence of liquid metal. It is dark on the external, but bright on the inside. So I guess it goes light against dark. Somehow. I mean, I can see that. Like, oh. have you ever seen a mirror, how it's made? It's actually really cool. No. But I can see why that would be that way. Hmm. Okay. Second thing, items made of wood from a peach tree. I can see that because peaches are popular or common in that area. They are. Um, according to the Chinese, peach is the essence of the five elements. So it can subjugate evil orders and get away evil spirits. Get away. A rooster's call. Because roosters... Um, call with the dawn of light that's right and since they are possibly afraid of the light they're afraid of the roosters makes sense uh, another thing fire because obviously you set it on fire it's gonna die um and these next ones i have no reason hooves of a black donkey thread stained with a concoction of black ink chicken blood and a burnt talisman the blood of a black dog you can do it Holding your breath, for some odd reason, we'll get rid of them. Maybe it's because they can't. They can tell. They can't tell if you're living if you're not breathing. I mean, I. But I feel like you'd still have the smell of the dead. Like the dead mm-hmm. have a very unique smell. Like especially right after they die, let alone like several hours later. Yeah. Like after a couple hours, they start stinking. So I don't know if holding your breath would it really work. I don't know. And the last thing I have is dropping a bag of coins because the Zhengxi will have to stop to count the coins. That's kind of like with fairies dropping sugar. Yes. So my question is, so a lot of things, and like, you have to, if you drop something in front of them, they have to bend down and count it. Yeah. And that includes grains of sand, but most of the time it's like on your tile floor. Mm-hmm. What happens when you drop a thing of sand on the beach? Oh, I don't know. I feel like they would possibly have to stop and count it all. Or does that like equal it out because it's so much? I don't know. And they couldn't tell what was the beach and what was what you dropped. I don't know. Bringing up good questions. It's my job. I don't know. If you guys have an answer, please let us know. Yeah. It's kind of curious. No idea. That's just drunk turn thinking, but I don't know. I'm jealous of your hair right now. Thanks. It's so pretty and curly at the bottom. You want to cut it for me? (laughs) It's so pretty right now. I'm not doing it while it's this pretty. You have to make it ugly first. <sighs> that doesn't help. <laughs> Funny source of possibly where Jingxing folklore came from is the practice of transporting a corpse over a thousand miles. I have a feeling this is where the hopping part comes in. It is. Now, this is what was said would happen. So relatives of a person who died far away from home couldn't afford vehicles 
to have the dead person's body transported home for burial. So they would hire a priest to conduct a ritual. This is where it's probably not true, but who, who knows? To reanimate the dead person and teach him or her to hop their way home. The priest would transport the corpses only at night and would ring bells to notify others of their presence because it was considered bad luck for a living person to set eyes upon a Jungshi. Which is probably why they didn't do it during the day because you know, most normal people are awake during the day. Exactly. What actually happened, though, many people would leave their hometowns to work elsewhere. So after they died, their bodies were transported back to their hometown because it was believed that their souls would feel homesick if they were buried somewhere unfamiliar to them. The Here's the question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they moved to work. Yes. Let's say they worked there for 30 years, but they only lived at home for 10. Right? Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't where they worked be more homely than home? No, because home is where your family is. And if they're not with their family, then it's not home. What happened to those ones that started the family? Where they worked? Well, then that would be their home But then now. they also have family where they used to be. No, it would be their home where their immediate family would be. Gotcha. So well, I mean, this, parents are immediate family. Well, then so are your kids. No, not anymore. I think it would be if your only living relatives are away from you. Makes therefore. sense. Yeah. The corpses would then be arranged upright in a single file line and be tied to long bamboo rods on the sides while two men, one at the front, one at the back, would carry the ends of the rods on their shoulders and walk. When the bamboo flexed up and down, the corpses would appear to be hopping in unison when viewed from a distance away. Hmm. So that's why it looks like they were hopping. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that actually did happen. So that's the story of the Zhengxi. We're going to go somewhere else in Asia. We're going to talk about Tibetan zombies. They are called Rolangs. Now, a Rolang is a zombie creature, obviously. Uh, the word Ro is the word for corpse. And Lang is the tense uh, to rise up. So it actually means a risen corpse. Interesting. Yeah. So a Rolang can't speak or bend over. It signals its victims by wagging its tongue back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so many comments just popped in my head, but I don't think they're appropriate. No. <laughs> oh, we talked about sticky poop. I think it's okay. <laughs> 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 oh, that was a horrible sound <laughs> to make after sticky poop. Ew, gross. <laughs> oh. oh, onward. Okay. They can't bend at the joints, which makes them walk with a stiff armed lurch. Makes me think of penguins. Nah. Zombie penguins. It makes me think of the like the original <laughs> original zombie movies. Like from Night of back the Living when. Dead. Never seen it. That's the original zombie. Maybe I've seen parts of it. I don't know. <laughs> Not really in the right state of mind to like tell you what I've seen and what I haven't seen. But I feel like that's where the original zombie like lore came from in the United States, because they're all stiff. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think that is where he got some parts of that movie is possibly from this. Okay. So since they can't bend at any of the joints, there are many regions in Tibet where they have made a low doorway to keep the Rolangs out. That's just funny. Since they can't bend, they can't bend to get in. So... (laughs) So they're just stuck there. <laughs> what happens if it's a midget zombie? Well, then they could probably get in. Do they go after brains and eat people? I think so. Let's let's find out. There is actually two different versions of a Rolang. There is a tantric type of Rolang and a demonic type of Rolang. Hmm. So the tantric type is raised from the dead through a ritual for personal reasons, such to serve a necromancer and satisfy his lust for power. Because power over the dead gives you power over the living. Exactly. So when the tongue was cut off of the Rolang, it turned into into a power of the occult. And because you've taken the Rolang's tongue, it can't take any victims unless your 
master at that point tells you to because so he's in possession of it. Okay, it stops you from talking because you took the tongue. Well, they can still bite. Well, rolings don't talk anyways. They can still bite. Yes, they can, as long as your master tells you to. The tantric type it very much resembles the Haitian voodoo zombie that we talked about in our last episode. Gotcha. The demonic type of rolang are created by an evil spirit with the whole goal of contaminating other humans. They are independent and do not serve a master. Therefore, they can go after anyone they want. Because hmm. why not? This type of Rolang actually, as we were discussing, helped shape the zombie in the film industry. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I know things. Yes, you do. Rolangs cannot be killed in a conventional sense that you would think of because they're already dead. Therefore, so chopping their heads off and kill them. And burning them would not kill them? No, not necessarily. We'll get to it. They can be made to fall over, which is a euphemism for killing them, but they're not killable because they're already dead. So, you know, it's weird. Rolangs can be classified by one of five vulnerabilities. They can be a skin zombie, a blood zombie, flesh zombie, bone zombie, or a mole zombie. Mole zombie? What the hell is a mole zombie? zombie. Well, let me tell you. To make a skin zombie fall over or die you have to break the skin a blood zombie must bleed and a flesh zombie must be deeply cut or have flesh removed a bone zombie you have to fracture a bone and a mole zombie is only vulnerable at a mole found somewhere on the body now is this like a race mole or like freckles not on the face a mole's a mole, Taryn. We know the difference between a freckle and a mole. See, the other day you said that I have moles. You do have moles. You have but lots I of moles. But I call those freckles. They're not freckles. They're moles. Those are freckles. Those are moles. Freckles. No. <laughs> are freckles only on your face? <clears throat> oh, no. No. They can be in other places. But most of the time with freckles, they are in bunches. Mine are on bunches. No, they are not in bunches, Taryn. Those are moles. Those are all in bunches. No, they're not. Those are moles. Okay. Don't be ashamed of your moles. They always come in threes. That's weird. Like, look at them. They're in threes. One, two, three. One, two, three. That one, one two, has three. like five. I see five. Well, if you want to go that way, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm just saying they come in. Have you ever connected the dots before? I have. Did they My make anything? My mom got pissed. Oh. I used a pen. I've done that too. She thought I tattooed myself. That's funny. (laughs) So what I just talked about, the types of Rolangs are in order of difficulty to defeat. So Unless you're Taryn and you have apparently a lot of moles. Well, yeah, but you have to get the right specific mole. Well, how do you know what's the specific mole? Yeah, don't. That's the whole problem. So you just like poke all the moles? Yeah. Well, they're screwed. Exactly. The skin zombie is the easiest because all you have to do is break the skin. But as we just discussed, the mole zombie is the hardest. So I feel like this the skin, the blood, and the, what was the third one? Skin, but flesh. And flesh? I feel like, well, one, skin and flesh are basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all you have but, to do, all you have to do is take a, a sharp knife and cut off a sliver of skin. Yes. And then the no matter what three they are, there you go, because you got the blood, the flesh, and the skin all in one. Because you make a deep cut to cut off flesh. That is true. And when you cut off flesh, you get the blood coming out. But let me ask. What happens to a dead body after they die and you cut them? They don't bleed. Not necessarily. Because well, their blood it, coagulates. Well, that depends on how freshly how dead, dead they, they are. are. <laughs> right? So if you just die, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still going to be like, your blood's fresh. So it's still willing to flow. Even if you get cut, right? Because mm, sure. you're still, like, even if there's nothing to push it out, it's still, like, you have a river that always flies this one way. Or, like, even if it sits still, like, you have a pond that sits still, mm-hmm. and you make a line into that pond, it's still going to flow it out. So if they're freshly dead, I feel like the blood would still come out. Now, if they've been dead for, like, a week, mm-hmm. might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that blood one can be go go either way. It could be easy. It could be really hard. Like I said, I think it depends on how long dead they've been. Right. Like between a, like the first week, and I, I like 
Definitely the first day. Mm-hmm. But that first week, I think you have some wiggle room. After that, you might be screwed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So then how does the person that creates the zombies decide whether if they're, you know, skit or mole zombies? Um, I think that has to do with the ritual that you perform. Maybe there's different ways to perform the ritual to make one or the other. I feel like all the zombies I, like you would make would be mole zombies just, just because. Well, that's probably a more difficult ritual to do. So maybe they can't do that oh so much. So if I ever come back a zombie, I'm going to come back as a mole zombie. Well, only if someone really, really wants to make you one. And this one right here. Nobody knows about. will be the one you go after. That's going to be the first one I go for. I know. Because I told you. <laughs> they don't know which one I pointed at. That's true. Honestly, I'd probably go for the one that's under your eye. Gee, thanks. Well, you know, it's close to the brain, too. I got a two-for-one shot there. <laughs> you know, I want to do, like, one of, like maybe, maybe one of these that you Ooh, don't one know One of the about. boob ones? Why yeah. not? That's true. I have one that is, like, right there on my boob. Maybe that'll be the one. Well, it's, like, it's funny, because, like, most of them stop, like, in this area. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have that weird one. It's just, like, it's down there. It's I feel like, like all, the all of the moles are more, <gasps> like... I have one that's on the underside of my boob. No one would find it. That's where I'm stabbing you. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I feel like the majority of mine that you call moles are from being in the sun all the time. Oh, yeah. Probably. All right, I've only got a couple more to go through. These are short ones because there's not much on them. Uh, European zombie. So I guess this is your Irish zombie because it's European. They're called Revenants. Revenant is an animated corpse believed to have revived from death to haunt the living. Uh, The word Revenant is an old French word meaning the returning. Revenants are a part of various European cultures and stories most of them are described as vampires, but they could be zombies because, you know, they're dead people who came back to life. Yay for the dead. Yeah. Um, they are documented by many, many English historians from the Middle Ages, but I didn't feel like going to any of them. So I didn't look it up. Last one. There's definitely some more ancient zombies. Have you ever heard of the Epic of Gilgamesh? Sure, I have. Okay. Uh, this took place in ancient Sumer. Sumer? Sumer. It includes a mention of zombies. Ishtar in the Fury of Vengeance says, this is from the Epic of Gilgamesh, Father, give me the bull of heaven so he can kill Gilgamesh in his dwelling. If you do not give me the bull of heaven, I will knock down the gates of the netherworld. I will smash the doorposts and leave the doors flat down. And I will let the dead go up to eat the living, and the dead will outnumber the living. So Gilgamesh is a semi-mythic king in Mesopotamia, which was written somewhere between 2150 to 1400 BCE. The great uh, Sumerian, who also may know it as Babylon, the Babylonian poetic work, predates Homer's writing by 1500 years. Hmm. It actually is the oldest piece of epic word literature. Interesting. Yes. So does the... Oh, I just forgot the name of them. Sorry, guys. Mm. Egypt. Egyptians Egyptian. Have a zombie. I mean, they have mummies. They but have mummies zombies. don't come back to life. They do in the movies. Yeah, well, that's a movie. <laughs> no, not that I've come across, but I didn't look that hard. All right. There are zombies that are mentioned in the Bible. I think you mentioned that to me before. I did. Probably. Our modern day zombies obviously aren't mentioned in the Bible. But there are different references to bodies being reanimated or resurrected. Which may have inspired some zombie myths throughout history. Could Jesus be considered a zombie? I think so. He came back to life from the dead. He was dead. I think he's a zombie. What would have stopped him from eating everyone's brains? He wasn't that kind of zombie. (laughs) No. The book of Ezekiel actually describes a vision where he is dropped in a boneyard and the bones start to shake and become covered with muscle and flesh until they're reanimated. Yet there was no breath in them. And the book of Isaiah says, The dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs and the earth shall cast out the dead. It's just kind of creepy that that's in the Bible. 
There's lots of them in the Bible. I actually quite love uh, Revelation. Revelation, it mentions it. Revelations 25. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. The dead came back to life. So is that year 2020? We don't know. It doesn't give us a year. That'd be cool. I'm just saying we got all this whole pep- epidemic. Maybe zombies are next. Yeah. Ooh, this one's good. Jeremiah 19.9 And I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters, and everyone shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress, which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. Weird. Right? Right? So that's a lot of our uh, zombie stuff that happened throughout history. If you recognize any of those zombies, I'd love to hear what you guys think of them. If there's any more that you know of, please let me know, because this was just a cursory look over of some of them. Interesting. Yeah. Taryn, you have a joke? I actually have three zombie jokes for you. Ooh, okay. Because, you know, in this time, I actually Googled zombie dad jokes. Yes. What do zombies have for school lunches? What? Human beans, fried legs, and eye cream. <laughs> eye cream. <laughs> why do zombies never eat, or why do zombies never eat comedians? Why? They taste funny. <laughs> That's good. Where do zombies swim? Where? The Dead Sea. <laughs> nice there's this whole website that has a whole bunch of them oh good well you're gonna have to have some for next time too I know, right because next week we actually will be back i swear we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen during a zombie apocalypse and what's your plan my plan or my husband's plan uh we can go through both all right okay but we'll talk about it next week if you guys want to contact us, you can get a hold of us through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Fort Word Pod. You can email me, Heather, at FortWordPodcast.com. And, you know, if you want to visit our website, it's FortWordPodcast.com. You don't have to, but you can if you want. Um, but, yeah, let us know. Please rate and review us. Apple Podcast helps us out a lot. But any of your podcasting apps, if you can rate and review us, that would be fantastic. Taryn, do you have anything to add? Just let us know if Heather's pronouncing these words right. Oh, yeah, that too, because I really want to know. All right, well, thank you for joining us. And I'm, again, apologize for how it took us 20 minutes to get started. <laughs> but you know what? We were drinking and it's fun. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to get together in a while. That's true. Darn social distancing. I think we broke the social distancing in this. We're distant enough. 60 feet? Okay. We're not 68 feet. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. The existence of this.